If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up, y'all? Happy, hot, happy mess day. Normally, I say happy Wednesday, but people can be listening on any day. Um, but whatever day you're listening, it's going to be a fun one. I'm hyped because I got my girls back. It's time for another group chat episode. These are your favorites. They're my favorites. We are talking all of our firsts, first kisses, first loves, first orgasms, first heartbreaks, first all the things. But first... Let me tell you who we have joining us today. We have Leah and Travasha back in action. Hi, ladies. Hello. And you're Hello. right, Jerry, today it is Hot Happy Mess Day, okay? Hot it's definitely Hot Happy Mess Day, right? <laughs> Sounds like a holiday. In Thanks the for having us back. Of course. Yeah, of super course. excited. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's been a while since we did one of these, and they're always my favorites because. It's also selfishly just time for me to catch up with my friends. So um, let's just do a quick update. It's been a minute since we had a group chat. Uh, Leah, what have you been up to? What's new in your life? We had a little rendezvous in Saint-Tropez. So casual. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, we just went jet skiing in Saint-Tropez. That was <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, a so lot's jealous. new in my life. Definitely making a bunch of career moves. Uh, I've been in a serious relationship for almost a year, oh. which has been amazing. That is a lot uh, different from where we last met. Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> has been waiting for this group chat for so long. <laughs> I know it. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited to get into some of my first today for the once I could remember, honestly, I'm like, one of the things yeah. you just mentioned, I'm like, I don't even know where that happened, but oh, God. I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Vash, what is new in the world of tea? Well, um, I am now venturing from, you know, being a flight attendant mom to being a pilot mom. I don't know hey. what I'm thinking, <laughs> but You're I was doing big pilot. and we love to see it. Yes. Now I want little girls that, you know, look like me, don't look like me, all little girls to look and see me and be like, you know what, I can do that too. Um, so I am entering into a male dominated, you know, arena, but I'm loving every minute of it and I'm proud of myself. So, yeah. I was on a plane the other day and I started laughing to myself Okay. You know how the pilot comes out and is like, yeah, so we're going about 50 knots. We'll be there in about five seconds. 
And I'm just like imagining <laughs> when it's Travasha on the mic, like, hey guys, welcome to my flight. You're going to have a great time. I know. Everybody I, say yeah. Exactly. Anything short of like a song, like informational <laughs> PA. Yeah. Is uh, I can't not wait. Me, so. I can't wait. I can't wait to book my flight. Well, congrats. I'm super proud of you. So that, that will be amazing to watch have happen. Um, the only thing happening in my, not the only thing, it's an exciting thing. Um, right now my dad is in town. He got here yesterday and he's coming for 10 days and he's my best friend. (laughs) So we just hang out and Lola cons him and finesses him into giving her all of his scraps and sometimes his entire meal. So that's been happening (laughs) a couple of pounds already. Um, and that's really it. Just hanging with my dad and Work per usual. I just got back from vacation, which listeners might know about. I talked about it in one of my old episodes, but we did France, which is where I rendezvoused with Leah. And then I headed up to London to live my best solo traveler life. And now I am just back to the grime. And that's it. Same old thing. I love it when your family comes to visit you. They're like, and they're here for 10 days. I'm like, my parents <laughs> got like, they drop in for three it's days, the four days max, and then they leave. And they're out. <laughs> right. Well, I will say, and this is a testament to how well me and my dad get along. There are not many people who could be in my house or my space for 10 days and me not want to look like just jump out of the window. So like he's kind of low maintenance. He's chill. He does his own thing. We hang out. There's no pressure. But most people, yeah, you feel the pressure to host them or entertain them. Mm -hmm. So I I couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. Usually a three-day max. But he can stay. (laughs) And the house is split up to where I can be upstairs and like never interact with him unless I wanted to. And then it's free babysitting for Lola, if I'm being honest. So oh, true. <laughs> that's the elephant in the room. Let's go ahead and dive right in. We're going to do some rapid fires just to get us going. A little game of most likely two or never have I ever. It's supposed to be a drinking game, oh, but Lord. it is 10 o'clock in the morning where I am. So I'll sip my coffee. Well, Not that yeah, that's ever nice coffee before. and sparkling water. <laughs> okay. Boom. Bosh, are you drinking? Like, you said well. I'm like, <laughs> I've already flown today, so like, there's no like bottle to throttle legal rule or anything. Like, oh, good. There. I don't mind. And I was like, wait, that was a movie with Denzel. Hold on now, don't hit that oh. bottle and then take that flight. Wasn't he drunk? <laughs> right. What was he the was. movie where he um? What was that? Play down? When he exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing that everybody remembers. They don't remember the name of the movie, but we all is it called Flight? Flew the plane upside down. I think it's maybe. I think it's called Flight. That would be pretty. I think it's there. called. I think it's called Denzel movie where he flew the plane upside down. Upside down. <laughs> <More> <laughs> All I know is that I'm stealing. I'm stealing bottle to throttle. Like I'm not even entirely sure what that means, but like I, I want that phrase in my life. <laughs> oh, you could have it. It's yeah. yours, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, well. We go into pre-production for bottle to throttle. Uh, let's move over to rapid <laughs> fire. Um, first up. Uh, what TV show are you currently obsessing over, Vash? Oh, I don't have time to obsess over individual TV shows. So I'm doing a lot of like true, true crime documentaries because you can like hit it and quit it. And you watch one hour of it and you're done. Um, right. So I just finished watching. Um, what was it? The girl in the picture. I was just about to ask if you've seen that. I started it and I'm like, wait, is that his daughter? Are they secretly married? Is he married to his daughter? Like, what is the catch? It is. Don't tell me. Like, things just keep coming out and coming out and coming out. It's crazy. It's just scary that we live in this world. (laughs) I watched Keep, Sweet, Pray, and Obey. Have you seen that (gasps) one? Oh, my God. um, Yes. It's so interesting to watch the evolution of a cult, quite frankly. Like, how it starts kind of chill and, like, we just want community to like, hold on, I'm going to marry all your daughters and I'm 80 to like sweet. all the young boys up. It's called keep sweet, that? pray and obey because this okay. religious leader, that's what he would always say. Keep sweet. Like basically yes, be I submissive, just listen. Like, yeah, it's twisted and fascinating and Very. disturbing, but I recommend it. It's a good watch. Uh, yeah. Leah, what are you binging right now? I am binging Stranger Things and The Boys. Yeah. So I've got like one to two episodes left of both going back and forth. Okay. I started Stranger Things years ago, but I don't really like a lot of sci-fi and scary, but it is the most popular show ever in life. I have been following the Doja Cat versus what's his face 
Noah? Is it Noah that she got into it with? Yes, but I don't know enough about that. I literally just saw a meme like yesterday, and that's the extent of my knowledge on that topic. So basically, (laughs) Doja Cat slid into Noah's DMs. Noah's like 17 or something to get him to hook her up with his co-star. Who's the one who plays the Eddie? Oh, yeah. Is that their brother? No, he's a new character this season. Um, But he's older, like of age. Yeah. The point yeah. I'm trying to make because Doja was like <laughs> yes. trying to get with a grown man. Um, and <laughs> Noah was like, LOL, LOL, just DM him. Like basically not like, oh, I'll help you out or oh, I'll pass your number along. And also it's like, it's not like Doja Cat's some random person. Like she's Doja Cat. It's like you would think he would just be down to make the connection. But he was like, oh, just like sliding his DMs. But then he posted a screenshot of his conversation between him and Doja Cat online where everyone is dirty. Right. Well, that's what Doja Cat said. So then Doja (laughs) went live on like her Instagram and was like, he's a weasel and he's just maybe it's his age and this and that. So she was like going off ranting. But then funny enough, like in the the who's the victor conversation, everyone's like, Noah won because after it all blew up. (laughs) Doja lost 200,000 followers and Noah gained a million followers because of this So those Stranger Things kids, like you can't mess with those kids. They're like like a beehive. Dang. That is too much drama for something so little. (laughs) And also these DMs ain't safe. It's like, God bless the woman or man, anybody who tries to slide in to get the love connection. That's why I don't slide in people's DMs. I don't... mm -mm. Don't be sliding in... Friends DMs just slide right. into the DM that you would like to be in. But what Unlike if that person boyfriend. is being messier than you think? Like, what if you slide That's in a true. guy's DM, like, shooting my shot? And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe so-and-so shot their shot with me. And, like, are just super lame, That's not interested, too. and posted online. That'd be and so rude. Although yeah. my boyfriend definitely slid into my DMs, and that was over a year ago. So It really? is so course. weird to hear you say my boyfriend. <laughs> that works. I love it. What did he say when he, when he first slid in? Well, we had talked, like, we had gotten to a friendly conversation about psychology and attachment theory and podcasts, actually, like, a month prior that wasn't flirty. It was just kind of long and deep. Um, And then a month later, I posted, like, a sexy photo from when I was on vacation, and he, I don't remember, I have a screenshot somewhere, but it was something about, like, me having a cute butt. And that's like mm-hmm. the last thing he remembers seeing and heard yes. again. Like it was something around that. And I was like, oh my God, the hot psychologist from Burning Man is DMing me. Right now. <laughs> it was very yes. exciting. Isn't it a beautiful love story? Well, I'm glad yes. the DM slide worked out for you. I, I've heard you that it can happen. I've just, yeah. I've never been a DM slider. People don't really slide into my DMs. Like they're really Are you just, sure? There's people, no way. I mean, I mean sure, people slide <laughs> in them, but like, is it anyone that I would have like even a remote interest okay, in? Okay, like, there we go. Sure. Sure. When people sure are sliding. Yeah. yeah, trying. They're yeah. shooting their shot. Right, shot for being shot. Right, right. Well, okay. We clearly just have so much to catch up on and talk too much because we had a whole rapid fire of would you rather game. We have no time for that. We got to get into the first at this point. (laughs) So we're going to dive right in today. uh, We're, you know, I feel like we often romanticize our first like things in adolescence or my first crush or my first kiss or my first time. And like, if I went back to those moments, sometimes it's like, "Uh, it was actually kind of whack or that was awkward or whatever. Um, So I'm curious to know like your stories um, to just kind of dive right in first uh, nostalgia, right? We're talking about nostalgia around our first, and it is defined as we love to hit you with a definition on Hot Happy Mess a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. When you guys think about your first and sort of the junior high, high school, maybe early college, but really like I'm talking like young, young, young adult. Um, what do you feel most about that time overall? Does it feel like a good time? Does it feel like, man, I just want to go back? Are you like, nah, my life is more lit now than ever? Like, y'all can keep that. Yeah, no, I, it's more nostalgia for me. Like I, looking back, it really enjoyed my time with the guy that ended up being my first love, which I had no idea that he was my first love until after the Mm. fact. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. So, um. Yeah, it was a good time for me, but I wouldn't trade anything because 
Like I'm absolutely in love with my husband and my life and my family now. Um, And I think if I hadn't dated my first love that Mm -hmm. I didn't know, (laughs) I would have passed up the opportunity to be with my husband now. Mm -hmm. I would have appreciated the things that I saw in my husband now if it hadn't been for the other guy. Interesting. Wait, so was your first love also maybe like, which it tends, tends to be the case. Was your first love also like a first heartbreak in a way that taught you lessons about what you did or didn't want? Like, is that what makes you appreciate your husband now? Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the lessons in the heartbreak. The heartbreak was what showed me that that was actually my first love because mm. I'd never like. Mm. So I was, it wasn't I was until so... you were on your way out that you realized, oh, crap, yes. I really love this guy. Like, yeah, because it wasn't supposed to do anything. I was pulling Aaliyah, you know, just like being in there, doing my own thing, like no strings, <laughs> no attachments, like we're just going to be here. Right. Uh-huh. And then um, and, and that was, you know, mostly because of the realm I was in. I was a NFL cheerleader at the time. And like, you know, oh, wait, I, I just realized it. who we're talking about. Does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm I know. Is it crazy? Yes. I know. Oh, if, my parents, you, if my parents, parents hear this that. episode, they're going to be like, no. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> because he was also like more than 10 years older than me. But. <laughs> oh, wait. Were like, I don't know who this is. This is how y'all know. Trevasha used to be out here. I'm like, I thought it was one guy, but now you just dropped an identifying <laughs> okay, marker. Okay, don't be putting my business out here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it for no. you. I love it. Okay. I, um, I know that. Yeah, so. Okay. Okay, there we go. But yeah, it was until after the fact. And then, so it wasn't necessarily like the heartbreak that taught me the lessons. Um, it was more so the going through the heartbreak that showed me how much I really did value this person mm-hmm. um, way more than I wanted to or thought I did. Um, mm-hmm. But in looking back, all of the things that were taught to me and shown to me and everything, it was more so... Um, I found the things in my husband now um, that I appreciated and that I wanted. Yeah. And I think if Tyler had come along before I had these experiences, I wouldn't have seen the potential in Tyler for right. all of the awesomeness that is him. Right, right. No, I, I feel that. And I think in nostalgia is sort of like one of the themes of this episode. So we'll kind of be touching back on that as we continue this convo. Um, but according to studies, they say nostalgia is a unique blend, uh, a combination, a combination of a thought process wrapped up in emotions, which I think is interesting because yeah, you can feel like happy or sad, but when you're nostalgic, it's like this cognitive process of remembering while also feeling the emotions attached to it. So you're really sort of immersing yourself in those old feelings. And they also say that recalling a love for the past can actually help promote hope for the future and sort of reassure you that life has meaning. Oh, I remember that that felt good once. I remember what it felt like to be in love or to be happy, which can encourage or sort of help you moving forward, having faith that you can feel those things again. I know it's certainly been the case for me when I'm like, life sucks. What does it all mean? And then I remember that I was, I was in love once. It could happen again. <laughs> so, you know, keep hope alive or whatever the optimists say. Uh, Leah, <laughs> your first love. Do you remember it? Is it a a fond remembrance? I remember it crystal clearly um, and just so messy. So many ups and downs. Um, Similar to Trevasha where like I'm grateful for some things that happened and lessons I learned. A lot of which things I don't want in a partner. Things I learned to... um, you know, try to figure out very early on in relationships, you know, if they're there or not, you know, known as the red flag. Um, but it was, it was really, it was an intense situation. It started very young. I was, I was 14 when I first met him. Uh, we dated for a little while. He was also a little bit older than me. And we, we broke up for a while and got back together when I was 19. And I mean, it, it was a very, I do not look back on that fondly. I really, mm. really don't. Like, I really, it's interesting because I thought I, that was my person, you know, when we're younger, we really think like, oh, this is it. This is the one, um, which is the yeah. only time I ever had that thought before uh, my boyfriend now. But it was, I mean, it, he, he turned out to not be who I thought he was and uh, ended in police getting called and oh, just really some, 
some really nasty the things that I needed to take the next few years to uh, heal from, come back from. Yeah, yeah. How but long did that, that being said, so that w- once we got back together, that was a little over a year. So it like met at fourteen, got back together at nineteen, was over mm. uh, before I just before t- I turned twenty one. So yeah, like a year and a half, almost two years actually. Mm-hmm. And um, but that being said, like man, I learned so much from that. You know what I mean? And I, I was able to really, really figure out who I was after the fact from that experience. And I love who I am. So yeah. Good. (laughs) Good. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Mm -hmm. My first love was different. It was interesting. Like I've had first crushes that were like infatuation to the point of like heartbreak, but it was all in my mind because I was only ever pressed individually like I never even I did not date (laughs) in high school like I wasn't allowed to date so it wasn't until college that I really started dating um but my first love was interesting in that it was super like sweet and pure and amicable and it lasted for like years but it was interesting because I I always felt in a I'll I will say I he was just a really good guy He was a really good guy and it was sweet. And I don't know that I ever felt like in love, in love, like in those sort of like infatuated, the the world is spinning, like, oh my God, like the colors are brighter and this isn't that um, with this. And I say that because I felt that (laughs) since then, like, so I know that that can be felt. Um, But it was just like a really sweet and pure relationship. He was a total sweetheart. And like, I think I grew to love him over time because I always knew early on that he was a really good guy. But I think my biggest lesson from that experience, from that first quote unquote love is one realizing there are different types of love, right? And I've become obsessed with the psychology of love and the different categories. Um, I've always been intrigued by the idea, but it's like, okay, you get romantic love, that infatuation period, that sort of intoxicated drug feeling. And then you have companionate love, where, which is what I think we always existed in that state of just like comfortable, sweet, secure companionship. Like we're not really rocking the boat. It's not going to get too crazy. It's not going to be too passionate for good or for bad, but we're somewhere in the middle enjoying each other's company and like loving each other. So looking back, it was really secure, healthy <laughs> relationship. Um, it just wasn't one that I wanted to, to be in after a while. And that was my biggest lesson from my first love or first relationship is Someone can be a really good person and you can love them so much and still that doesn't make them the one for you necessarily, Mm -hmm. that you can still walk away from a thing, even if it's a generally good thing. I spent a lot of time confused because I didn't date in high school and I was figuring out a lot of this on my own, trying to understand like, wait, he's not like, if I'm not being abused, if I'm not being talked to crazy, if the guy is sweet and kind and doing all these things, like... Everyone else is saying this is the dream type of guy, so I should just stay here, right? I should just keep doing this. It's my first love. Like, we just, what, get married and have babies now, right? But, like, deep down, something in me was like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it has to work. And I'm glad I listened to that because it was a weird feeling to walk away from it when nothing was wrong. But now on the other side of that, and obviously having had relationships and love since then, I'm like, oh, this is what my gut was sort of saving me for. There was there was so much more to feel out there. And he deserves to have someone who feels that way about him and vice versa. And he's found mm-hmm. that and I'm super happy for him. Um, so for me, first love was really just about realizing there are different types of it. And it doesn't have to be toxic or your husband. Like there's a whole spectrum. I love it when we do these group chats and all of us have like completely opposite experiences. It just mm-hmm. makes it so much more real to your point, Suri, like that there is for such sure. a wide spectrum for sure. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. These days, like, we're all doing it for ourselves. Women don't need men um, to contractually enter into these financial agreements for stability, for, you know... Uh, a breadwinner because he's going to go out and make more money than she ever could in the workforce. And we also have more options. It's like, if you met a good guy in the middle of wherever you were in the 50s, 60s, 70s, like you've got the 20 mile radius around your home for the most part, or, you know, whatever random trip you take, but there were no apps. There's no internet. There's, you lose a, a high school best friend if they leave town and spend 10 years trying to track them down through word of mouth. Like, you meet a good guy, you lock him down ASAP because you don't know the next time what's coming around. But now, Instagram, DM slides. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I feel exactly. like <laughs> social media and dating apps today, though, like they've created more of an illusion of the fact that there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that there isn't, but the fact that you can just swipe like that or DM like that or whatever it is, it's like, I mean... I know that there's more people out there, but right. not as many quality people or not necessarily quality, but the people that are right for you. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good point on the illusion, because for all the people who are out there and we're seeing constantly, I feel like more than ever, people are talking about how disconnected they feel, how missing 
um, companionship mm-hmm. or relationships they are. And it's like, well, there's this plethora, but that's the issue. It, there's so many people around that nobody wants to commit because they all feel like the next best thing is just a tweet away, a like away, a DM slide away, a match away on an app. And then you look up 10 years have passed and you're still single. Yep. There's that. (laughs) Anyways. um, Okay. Okay. Oh, this will be fun. Okay. So let's, let's go back to the boys we loved before. We're going to take it back to junior high and high school. And I'm only going to be able to talk about the people I crushed on like a creeper from afar because I wasn't allowed to date. And you guys can tell me about <laughs> what it was like to actually date as a teenager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a couple moments, like like literally two conversations, but that's it. Oh my God. I'm so sad for old me. Um, okay. So take me back to your first date ever. How old were you? It might've been maybe for you, Leah, your first love, but maybe it wasn't. Um, who, who was it with? Protect the names. Where'd you go? Like what? What was the vibe? How old were you? I like don't remember. Really? No way. How long ago? My first date? I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, I I remember. I can remember. Ugh, I can remember my first kiss. Okay. How old were you? First, my first kiss. Yeah. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I was like 13. You were fat, y'all. But I wouldn't even call it a kiss. It's so embarrassing. Okay. Can I, are you ready for me to tell you uh, this now? Or do I need to <laughs> okay. Well, I was the new girl in town <laughs> at this church. Everyone hated me already. All the Not at church. Oh my God. It's always the church. church. Girl. So, oh <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so anyway, um, there was this guy that everyone liked and obviously I liked him too because he was like everything back then and he's not great now. But anyway, they never if you hear this. They, sorry, dude. They <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, we were like talking or whatever, and we decided we were going to plan out this kiss. I had never kissed anybody. I'm sure he had done a lot more than kiss anyone, you know, mm-hmm. but we planned this out and we're like, OK, after church, behind church, <laughs> we're going to have this kiss. And so um, after church. I, we went out behind the church and all the kids came to like watch because this was like the event that was mm-hmm. happening. This was the event, us kissing. So everybody's watching. <laughs> and this is my first kiss, y'all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm standing there and then he like stood there. He was looking all like good and he had braces, these big lips. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is how it goes. Like you got to do it like in the movies. And so I lurched forward. <laughs> Like Lurk. in the movies, like, like aggressively. Oh God! Like think like Little Mermaid thrusting herself out of water, oh. <laughs> like into this guy's face, and I like hit his lip like hard with my teeth. Oh God! <laughs> into his braces, and then his lips started. Oh, he had braces, bleeding. and they went. Oh my! Wait, there was blood. Yeah. His lips started bleeding, uh, yeah, because I... Oh, you gave like, these people oh. a show in true Travasha fashion. <laughs> it was my he said, he said, even this is going to be a tone. Watch this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty horrible. But yeah, that's that my first Bad. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> like, I thought you were supposed to, like, thrust forward and be passionate and... Yeah. Like the movie. But the movie set us up for failure. They also... Oh, they always do. Like, a lot of 100%. Things, all the movies, like... Teen movies, Disney movies, all of us, all of that, yeah. really setting us up for failure since yeah. we were born. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was absolutely uh, horrible. But yeah. My first kiss was like, oh my God, so much older. I was 17, about to be 18. Such a good girl. In a few months. Oh my gosh, you're such a good girl. I mean, I, I was, but I wasn't really trying, trying to be. I think I was just, Joe Hall wasn't having it. So like, I couldn't sneak out. I couldn't, like, he was just everywhere, even though he was always working. I'm like, how is he always here? At the times when I could be trying to like sneak out or like get away and do something. And then <laughs> for all the other stuff, he's just at work. But um, it was senior year and we were about to go to prom in a couple of months. And my um, best friend, my high school best friend, was dating a sophomore. <laughs> Maybe this is why, like, I've been cougaring it up. Maybe this is what, <laughs> this was the definitive moment I didn't even realize. Um, and so she was dating a sophomore and they were like in a relationship, but I was single. I wasn't really dating. I had crushes, whatever, but that was it. And so she was like, oh my gosh, you should totally 
go out with my boyfriend's best friend. It'll be so great. We'll like go to prom together and da 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 And I was like, whatever. It's my senior year. I'm just like, I need a date to prom. Like I can't go through four years of high school without like a date period, let alone like to one of the dances. And I was never really particularly pressed or interested, but then I was like, you know what? We're doing this. So he was interested. So we like did the super um, corny, like four way call. She was like, okay, I'm going to patch him in. And I was like, okay, <laughs> mind you, I'm 17. Like, this is what everyone else was doing at 12 or 13. And so we're like on this like three way or four way call. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, like, I think you're kind of cute. I don't even remember the phone call, just cringe. But, anyways, he asked me out to prom and I was like, sure. So, uh, maybe a couple of weeks before prom, they had this house party at one of the kids' homes. And so I went to the house party. And this was the first time, also, we're going to talk about first that I like drank. Like I didn't drink in high school and I only had a couple of beers, but I was so excited slash stressed because I was like, oh my God, like I'm about to have a Bud Light. Like shit just might get crazy. Like I don't know where this night is going to leave. <laughs> and so I'm like sipping my Bud Light, trying to play it cool, but I'm like super hyped slash also really like nervous about what the heck is going to happen. And so we both know in the back of our minds, like he's going to kiss me. It's happening. And so we end up sitting on the couch and everyone else, like all the kids are going off into their various corners, probably like make out and do God knows what. And I'm just here waiting for my first kiss at almost 18. (laughs) And then he like leans in and I'm like, oh God, it's happening. And then he goes for (laughs) my hair and I was like, wait, don't touch my hair. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) hand out of the hair, hand out of the hair. So I had to gently remove the hair from the hair. No. And... And so we go in for a kiss. It was a kiss. It was it was wet. It was very wet. Um, it was super sweet. So I don't want to I don't want to shit on the kiss. But it was it was a lot of tongue, a lot of a lot of tongue action. Um, but that was my first kiss. And then a couple of weeks later, we had a really lovely time at prom. We had a great time that night. He was a super sweet guy. Um, so yeah, that was me losing my kiss virginity when most people were losing their actual virginity. So. <laughs> um, super uh, cool, excuse guys. me, virginity is not something t- to lose. That implies that it is something yes. we are giving away and we are not giving away shit. Leah, our feminist queen. Just make it together. Thank you. Just gotta check you all. Keep us in line. Right. What should I be saying? Uh, when I gave my virginity away? When no, I No, there's no virginity. When I shared my first kiss, when you had sex for the first time, like that's it. It was just a first time. So we just don't, act. so we don't talk about virginity. We don't use the word we don't virginity. Talk about virginity. I mean, you could listen, you could do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> you are. I just want educated, to understand. Wonderful, beautiful, intelligent women. It's just, if you're, if you're talking about like, it's more, it's more about giving something away or lo- losing right. it. Cause it implies that it is something that you yourself lost or gave mm. away when in fact okay. you were just doing an act a natural act that everybody or that most people do for the first time. That's it. Right. So when I chose to cancel my virginity. Mm. <laughs> chose to cancel. Okay. This is new. Exactly. Well, that when makes me sound it. like a bad person. Get out of here, virginity. <laughs> <laughs> you are canceled. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Just trying to figure out something new to, new to use. I love it. I love instead. it. Just, let, just, you know, just think about it. Think about it. Whatever works for you. Join, when, join when the, <laughs> he's not going to like deflowering either. It's going to be like, flowering <laughs> commenced. <laughs> but that um, there, so so there is a book. It's called Come As You Are. And it oh, is yeah. really amazing. Um, it's, you know, for, it's, it's specifically for women that were assigned the gender of female at birth, um, mostly just because that's what all the data collected in this book is around. But it really goes deep into exploration on a number of levels um, uh, around the female body and, and, and preferences and all these different kinds of things. And there's a whole chapter on this particular topic that I really related to. So mm-hmm. now I kind of take that with me in my life and try to share it with especially the women and also the men in my life because they should know that they did not take anything either. Mm-hmm. 
You better keep anyway, spreading my first word. <laughs> word, <laughs> Leah. I love it. Um, you know, I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> that's why I so like yes. Well, mm-hmm. um, my first kiss. So, so awkward. How old? Uh, it was in middle school. Okay. Um, I think it was eighth grade. It must've been like the beginning of eighth grade. And I was like feeling the pressure of not having my first kiss yet. I don't know if it's because I grew up in New York city and like, I don't know, maybe it was just, yeah. you know, we do things a little quicker there. Um, <laughs> But for whatever reason, like it wasn't just me, but it was most of the people I knew in my grade, like you, you become friends with a boy and then you, they become your boyfriend. And then all of a sudden you stop talking. You're like nervous around each other or something. Did this just happen with me in middle school and my school? I don't know. No, everyone um, talking. <laughs> no, it's was definitely that a thing? like okay, that awkward. Okay, great. Yeah. So weird. And then I remember like having like passing a note to have somebody pass to him like, meet me in the stairwell like mm-hmm. after third period. I don't know what period it was. I'm just making that up. But meet me in the stairwell after third period. And he met me there. Uh, we'll use the name J.A. to, uh, you know, keep his cover intact. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met in the stairwell. And I basically just like, I was so scared. I just like ran at him okay. and like <laughs> – Threw my face to his face, essentially. Also wet, Zuri. And then, like, giggled (laughs) and ran away. And we probably never spoke again. Wait, you just (laughs) ride and dash on the kids? (laughs) Bolted. I I mean, just ran. Wow. That was that. And then, like, afterwards, like, everybody was talking about it. And, like, we were like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. But, like, to our friends and, like. I don't know. It was so awkward. And again, we probably never spoke again. And mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Why is that. Leah's story <laughs> the combination of my disease? Like, the summer together. Oh right. She's like, oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. So your first kisses were pretty wild, actually. A lot of, a, a lot of, um, Felt very was like not combustible. What is passionate. the word? Passionate, passionate. No, not even passionate. Passionate is way. <laughs> just, mine was not passionate. Awkward, was, yeah. just like awkward, painful, awkward. Like, <laughs> a lot of teeth, a lot of teeth, and God. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad we all survived our first kisses. Apparently, that was. Um, we, yeah, we talked at least it was his blood and not mine. Right. Facts. 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 <laughs> um, so we talked first loves, first kisses, uh, maybe potentially for you, Leah, it sounds like this might be one in the same. Uh, maybe even for you, Vash. I don't know. It's not for me because like I said, my first love was something different. Uh, so my first heartbreak actually was someone different. Um, so I want to talk first heartbreaks. Like how old were you when you experienced your first heartbreak and how did you hurt them or vice versa? How did they hurt you? Like what? What was the triggering point of the pain? And then how did you heal? Like, what was the biggest lesson that came out of that heartbreak? Yeah, I mean, my first heartbreak was that same guy. You know, I was, uh, I guess I must have been still 14 or 15. It was the first time we broke up. Um, He and his ex-girlfriend, who was a good friend of mine, had been spending a lot of time together. And this is back, you know, you're 14. So it's your first love. You're not really jealous or I wasn't anyway, or suspecting of anything. I was just like, Oh, that's so nice that they were together. And, and now they're friends and they're hanging out all the time. And he called me up, uh, and said, you know, there's, you know, there's something going on with us. Right. And I was so shocked. I couldn't even believe he was telling me that. And that, um, and I was like, wait, are you breaking up with me right now? Like some similar to a scene from the movie. Like I was like, wait, is that, is that what's actually happening? Yeah. And you know, he said, yes. And we talked for a few more minutes and we got off the phone and it was really the first time I had felt that particular kind of pain that unfortunately I I will have felt several more times Mm -hmm. over the years. Um, And the odd thing is maybe it was because I was so young or maybe because I am someone who is in fact able to get over things rather quickly, unless there's something really, really big. I I think within a week I was, I was okay. And, 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 I, and I was already back out there. Yeah. I mean, I was a teenager in New York city. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, I, I was hurt and I, and I was sad and, and I still saw him often because now here he is dating my friend again. And I think that part was the part that was hard, hardest for me. It was seeing mm-hmm. the two of them together. But, 
uh, I was able to heal pretty quickly from that. And I started dating somebody else uh, another yeah. few weeks later. It wasn't until my heart was broken when I was like 20 that yeah. like that was the that was the bigger one. But that first one, I was okay. Right, right. Okay, good. Bounce back game strong. Two weeks. Yeah. And that's like also like I think high school and like teenage like yeah. life is moving at such a rapid pace. Just like <laughs> so it's like, I, I get that, but I'm glad to hear that. At least that first go around, you were able to bounce back yeah. quickly. Yeah. Vash, what about you? Was your first heartbreak the same as that first love or someone else? It was, was someone it else. You guys are going to laugh at me. It was before and okay. you're going to laugh at me, but you said your first one. And this is the one I remember. I was in first grade. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell me I was, Ugh. I know <laughs> I knew everything. I had lived life. <laughs> I'm going to put his name out there because he doesn't know who the heck I am. So Jamie. Okay. Jamie. He's really cute. He might yes, be talking about Jamie. you in this very moment on a different podcast. So I can make this quick. I mean, we were like, you know, we decided we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. He brought like, I'm not making this up. He bought a 25 cent ring out of the little vending machine and he gave it to me and I wore it on my a oh. little finger. We had, we legit, we had a um, little wedding like with our friends and we got married. And so, like, he, he was like my guy yeah. uh, for about like four days. And then I think I missed school or something and I came back and he was already onto somebody new. Mm. And he asked me for the ring back and I was pissed oh, and I threw Not yeah, take the I, ring back. <laughs> I know, I know. I and hate I a cheap that ring. I hate a cheap six year old. Like, come on. Seriously. Also, rings right. in first grade. Exactly. Yes, right? <laughs> no, I believe in and rings I, in first grade. Me and the pastor's son were planning our <laughs> wedding in first grade. Uh, and then I came to my senses and I was like, I'm just not old enough. Like, I'm not ready for this type of commitment. <laughs> he was like, are you sure? We were going to have a backyard wedding, like, for fake in, like, one weekend. And then I, like, called it off. I was afraid. So I <laughs> you were much smarter than I. Yeah. <laughs> you I were was. ready to just yes. risk it all. Walk yeah. Down I aisle. mean, you know, my whole life, you know, had <laughs> come to this point. Um, yeah. So, no, I remember throwing the ring at him right before I got off the bus. Or why is everything that happens to you a movie scene? The brace game? <laughs> oh, I think the I watched back. Not it did happen on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it did happen on the bus, yes. And then oh, we weren't man. dating anymore. And then, like, maybe like a week or so after that, he did the same thing to her and started dating my cousin. And that, wow. I, you know, this is just a, you know, a silly little first grade thing. But that is like real. That's like it's, real life. It sticks with right? you. <laughs> right? Like, that's how men are. are <laughs> Today, so like, even as adults. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I learned that lesson really early. I know that's like a little first grade, little funny story. No, that's real about, though. It definitely applies. That's real. This and is I real learned that like causes your attachment style and stuff. Like you're talking about in therapy, and they're like, "When was the first time this thing happened?" And you're like, "Damn, mm-hmm. it was first grade." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were able to heal from that heartbreak. And it was so hard. Uh, I hope he gets what's coming to him. Just kidding. <laughs> He's a very nice Jamie, if you're out there. Shout out to you, Jamie. Uh, my first heartbreak, also like super old compared to everyone else. But funny enough, it was in college. <laughs> it wasn't. It was before I got into my committed relationship. So when I first, you know, freshman year, you're out and about, you're dating, you're mixing and mingling. And I was like a kid in the candy store because this is the first time I was ever able to date. Now there's 60,000 people on campus at my university. Um, And we were talking, quote unquote, which is like my favorite, like, fuck boy, fuck girl, like phrase to label something when it really has no rules or stipulations. And you're probably both just going to end up hurting each other. So we're like talking and we're dating like casually, but I'm falling super hard, super fast because I've never dated before and he was the person who like found me reached out to me like initiated this whole thing right and he was attractive and he was like cool to me right because I'm just coming from this tiny little school where I'd been with the same like 40 people for six years um and it was a country day school no less so like this is just like a big cool sexy world that I'm in now and so we were like hanging out (laughs) and I caught feeling so quickly and like fell so hard And it's funny because looking back, that was my true, like, I guess you would say puppy love now. Like in hindsight, I'm like, Z, like, what were you even 
like what how much was there to even go on for it to be like a thing thing but i everything for me was delayed so like my first i'm in love was a freshman in college not in junior high or high school thinking that so i learned those lessons later um but we were always super compatible had a lot of chemistry and i think i was just too young and innocent and naive which is one of the reasons that like I kind of do wish in all seriousness that I'd been able to or had the opportunity to date in high school because I would have learned some of those lessons sooner and I would have been able to navigate college with more intention. I probably wouldn't have gotten to a relationship that lasted four or five years throughout. Like I would have been out in these college streets, like basically, because I kind of got snatched up because, because anyways. So at one point we're like vibing, we're super into it. And then his high school girlfriend came to town. And I remember this is when I realized like, I need to, I need to read a book or something. Cause I don't think I'm doing this dating thing. Right. He goes, Hey, my ex is coming to town, but she's just a friend. And my entire friend group is coming out and you know, like you trust me. Right. And I was like, yeah, I do. And like I did, but like, I shouldn't have. <laughs> so I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> And so they all come out and I was stressed like that whole weekend, just laid up in my twin size dorm bed. Like, what are they doing? Where are, where is everybody? But also he said, they're just friends. So like, that's probably the case. Right. And then Monday or Tuesday rolls around his homies from his hometown leave, including the ex. And we're back to hanging out and going on our little dates or whatever. And I like could not shake wanting to know like what happened or didn't happen. And so honestly, now that I think about this, this we're friends to this day. That's why I'm like, I should text <laughs> you like, you want some shit back then the more I think about it. <laughs> and so I um I was like, hey, so what, you know, like what happened? Like, did anything happen this weekend trying to play it cool? Like I'm 18, like so cash, like, like whatever. I've like done stuff and been stuff. Like I can totally handle this conversation. And he's <laughs> like, which is the most boy answer of all time by you he goes yeah you know um well i'm all i always want to keep it real with you and be honest like whatever you think happened happened and i remember uh, what? Right, like what's our <laughs> answer dude and we were he was childish like we were we're talking 18 years old and 19 of course. still whatever you think happened happened i'm like do you know how quickly my mind spirals i'm thinking y'all swinging from poles and ceilings and so like <laughs> you don't tell me that i need to know specifically what happened but obviously they hooked up um and i was gutted 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 and then in the days that followed like we sort of like unraveled whatever it was because we weren't ever even in a committed relationship so it's not like he couldn't do what he wanted to do um, but I was all in emotionally because it was the first time that I like felt anything for someone like that. And I remember that heartbreak, like being so bad. I sat in my dorm room and would just cry myself to sleep at night. And I like wanted to twist the knife. It was like teenage angst, but at, well, I guess I'm still a teenager, 18. And I would just play like day 26 all night. What's the one song? Since you been gone, the thing, you know that song? Since you been gone, I highly recommend. I know that song. That's a heartbreak song. That's that's the song. (laughs) And I was just like wanting to wallow in the despair and the grief, like just a glutton for punishment, low key masochist. Um, And it took me like a grit, like probably two months of like before I even wanted to date again. And the only thing that really pulled me out of it was like another guy (laughs) kind of (laughs) really. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like the best way to get over someone. It was to get under someone new, but I wasn't getting under anyone. <laughs> I didn't say it. You I, said I wasn't sharing my virginity. I didn't say it. Just, <laughs> just hinted at it. Yeah, yeah. But um, that heartbreak taught me that life goes on, that you can heal. Because in the moment, it really felt like the world was ending. Like the, the like I would never love again. I would never feel again. Like I would never feel a pain this deep. And it's like that. That's why my heart goes out to young kids, especially when they're going through these heartbreaks. You think about mental health and wellness and when you're not equipped with the tools, because who is as a a teenager and junior high, these kids are dating at 10, 11 years old now. And whether they're being bullied, whether a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is saying mean things. And we see these tragedies play out, not for it to take a super dark turn, 
But it's because these emotions are so overwhelming when you feel them for the first time. And if you're really young, when you feel this stuff for the first time and you don't feel like you have um, a parent or a guardian that you can go to to safely talk about it without feeling judged or being punished, sometimes the consequences are dire. I did not know how I was going to survive that that heartbreak. Like in those moments, it, I viscerally felt it physically, like in my body and my heart for weeks and weeks. And then I bounced back and I was out there and now the tides have turned. That's another episode. That's another episode. Um, But I learned that life goes on. I learned that, you know, to quote Glenn and Doyle, we can do hard things, that we survive. And obviously much more painful things in my life that had nothing to do with romantic relationships. You know, you lose family members, loved ones, friendships. And life goes on. So that was my first major lesson in the resilience of the heart. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So to wrap things up, Oh, God, we need to do a rapid fire because we're running out of time. But I have so many more questions I want to ask you guys. Okay, since we were talking about heartbreak songs and y'all were trying to throw shade at my day 26 moment, what's your go-to heartbreak song? Anything by Adele also. I feel like back in the day, it was No Scrubs by TLC. Okay, oh, yeah, that yeah, is, no, that is not a heartbreak song. That is a bounce back. I was mine. <laughs> okay. Mine is uh, Chrisette Michelle. There, she has a lot of them. So just take Oh, I loved her back in the day. Yeah. That first album. Mm-hmm. The first album. Yeah. That was yeah. mine. Okay. Yeah. Any Adele. Yeah, it was day 26. I don't know what, why day 26 was just around when I was out here gutted about things, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> what is one question you wish you could ask? one of the firsts in your life? Ooh. 
Damn, you what know, the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to go back to my first love and we had a conversation and it was actually so eye opening. So really? I don't have any like questions that I need to go back and ask anyone because I actually got to do that. Okay. I love that. I love that. Um, do I want to ask a question? No, nah, I don't want to ask a question. Also, I tend to stay friends with my exes or find a way to be friendly is a better phrase. I'm not like kicking it with them all the time. So I feel like we've talked out things. I just believe if I loved you once and you loved me once, like there's no reason for the bad blood to stay as long as the ending wasn't abusive or very toxic or, you know, something that scarred me for life. But it's like, we shared so many memories. It's so bizarre to me that people are like, and now you're dead to me. Like, or you're just someone that a romantic relationship didn't work out with, but I wish you well. And if I see you in the streets, I'll speak, you know, I've never, I've never been the one to just cut people off. Um, Okay. Um, what was your, your wedding song, Travasha, and what would you want your first dance or song to be Leah when slash if you decide to get married? Oh, okay. So our wedding song when we, the one Quick, we gotta be rapid fire, girl. We gotta go. Was then. I, I think it's like, I thought I knew you then. It's like Brad Paisley, I believe. Oh, that was your first dance? It's a, yeah, it's our first dance. Oh, I've got to go listen it to that. Beautiful. I don't know if I've heard it before. Yeah. Hi, Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge believer in like first dances at weddings. I don't know. Oh my God. Okay. I know, you know I know. What? Oh my God. I can still answer the question. Listen, I can still answer the question. Okay, okay. Exactly. If it was, I would say. I don't believe in entering a first dance or that it's something you lose. I like to think of it as a collaboration of bodies. Okay, here's why. Here's why. There's already so much attention on you for the whole day. I'm kind of like, what? Like, why take away from the party with all these like first dances and first this and throw? I'm just not a very traditional wedding person. But if I had to, and if my partner was very much adamant, then I would say "Sure Thing" by Miguel because that's like kind of like our song. So I love that. I love that. Yes, that's my jam. Um, I don't know. I feel like my future wedding song. Is contingent upon like who I'm marrying, <laughs> like not to make <laughs> like I, I think it's very much like specific to the relationship. Like yeah. I, when I would envision my wedding with like my college boyfriend, it would be a different song than I would say right now. Um, but I've always said like I've always wanted to walk down the aisle to I can't help falling in love with you, but not the Elvis version. There's a singer named I think it's Ingrid Michaelson or something like that. Mm. Um, and she has a really Is it that wispy one? Yeah, kind of breathy. I love that. Yeah. Hers or um there's someone else. I think Haley Steinfeld randomly even had a version that I really like. But I've just always loved that song. So that could be hopefully my first slash only walk down the aisle song. Um <laughs> But who knows? We'll see. Okay. Um, last thing. Okay. This isn't a first, but in one sentence, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self or current self, a friendly reminder when it comes to love, what would it be? One sentence. I would tell my younger, I would tell my younger self to prioritize yourself first above everybody else. And your and your own heart. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I would tell myself to listen to Leah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> build, build no, bro, that's it. <laughs> the time jump machine that allows you <laughs> to yes. pop over to New York. Yes, also, I mean, <laughs> obviously, if you could talk to your younger self, time travel exists. So obviously. exactly, <laughs> like, go find Leah. And listen to her. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a good one. Prioritizing self for sure. Um, for I sure. would tell my younger self, don't be afraid to walk away from or let go of a good thing out of fear that nothing better will materialize. I feel mm. like I've held on to so many things in my life, not just love and relationship based, but sometimes in career, sometimes just random stuff because I'm so afraid. Like, what if it never gets better than this? What if I can't get the things that I think I'm worthy of or deserve or want? And the universe always provides, like God provides. It always tends to happen. So I feel like we would save a lot of time if we just stopped holding, clinging to dead things, basically. I do have better advice for myself now. Don't let your past hurts dictate your future and your present life. Because I definitely did a lot of that. It's a good one. 
Yep. And not just in relationships, but trauma as well. So. Hi. Happy. Yes. Well, ladies, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me mm-hmm. on another episode of the group chat. Where can audiences find you if they'd like to stay in touch? I'm pretty much only on Instagram and my Instagram handle is annoying, but it's at underscore, underscore, Leah, Elizabeth, underscore, underscore. But you can find me um, through the hot, happy mess Instagram. Yay. And Vash. Yeah. Um, on TikTok and Instagram at life of a sassy stew. Although I don't have as much time as before to do stuff because I am a student mm-hmm. pilot and a mom and a flight attendant. Boom. All that, all that, all that. Um, and you can follow me at Zuri Hall or hit us up at Hot Happy Mess and stay tuned for more episodes every Wednesday about love, life, relationships, self-care, all of the things. If there's a particular topic that you want to hear, uh, just let us know. You can slide in our DMs. You can email us hello at hothappymess.com uh, or you can tweet us. But maybe don't tweet us. I don't check Twitter very often. Um, And if you like to set the tone, you can leave a five-star review. Let us know any of your first, first loves, first heartbreaks, anything you took away from this podcast or that stood out in the review. I'd love to see it. I'd love to hear it. Um, And I will talk to you next week. Travasha, Leah, thank you so much. Love you both. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC.